Hey everybody. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since I put something out. Had some time to think about where I wanted to go, make some changes. Let's get started. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. This is episode four of the Beer Got Me Here podcast with your host, Nick. This was a fun little recording to do with the owner of Kitchissippi Beer Co., Paul Meek, in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. We had a nice little chat. It was fun to go over the history, the the beer, the community, and I'm just honored to have him on the show as my first guest from somebody who works on the on the beer side of things. So thank you to Paul Meek and Kitchissippi Beer Company for coming on the podcast. Right on. How's it going? Oh, not too bad. How was your, uh, how was your long weekend? It was nice. Yeah, just uh, went down to the cottage for a couple of days and uh, it was good. Yeah, nice to take it easy today. How about yourself? Oh, I took it easy as well. Not much to do around here. So just laid back and grabbed myself a few beer. Nice. That was pretty good. That's that's really all I all I need for for a long weekend when there's not <laughs> exactly. much exactly. So for sure, yes. right? Take advantage of the rest opportunity. Absolutely. And I, I wish I had a cottage of my own that I could have gone up to. <laughs> I know I, I normally just sure. take my buddies. He's got a he's got a pretty nice one up up at uh, uh, Gull Lake on the Quebec side. Nice. Yeah, this is a family cottage down sort of Prince Edward County way. So it was nice because they were in the green zone and things were open and it was pretty sweet. Oh, so. right on. I didn't know that yeah. there was actually green zones existing anymore. <laughs> yeah. So as of uh, Wednesday, uh, Renfrew, Renfrew County, Kingston, Prince Edward County, the whole area is all green. Well, that's uh, that's good news. Maybe maybe yeah. I need a little uh, trip out there. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's fantastic. Well, it's nice to have you uh, have you on, Paul. I'm glad that you uh, replied to my reaching out and said that you would come on the podcast. I uh, I really appreciate it. You'd be the first one of uh, the local brewers to come on uh, on the podcast. It's, it's a fairly new thing for me, so I thought this would be a nice venture to go on. And it's it's more of uh, for me. I'm I'm kind of I'm not new to the concept of craft beer, but I'm I'm more or less new of somebody who's just been buying it and, and enjoying it and wanting to see sort of the other side of things and part right. of that journey years ago starting probably in about 2014 2015 has been going on brewery tours and i was able to go on one of yours back in your older location just off of carling okay. the nice. Canadian tire location and of course it got that's an old school shirt man. an old school shirt from that's from the tour <laughs> got, the, awesome. got the pint glass to go with that's it good. it was a, it was a great tour i i enjoyed it that's good it was, well thank you very much so I, uh, I'm very happy for you to uh, to come on and and I did a little uh, I did a little research after uh, after you said you would come on and just knowing a little bit more I'm sure it was on the tour of course it was many moons ago so for that's sure. why I'm trying to get back into the game and really start remembering things as I uh, as I continue on with my uh, with my podcast journey so uh, just knowing more about the name behind. Kitchissippi, uh, not even realizing that it had something to do, like anybody who's local, uh, probably knowing Ottawa history would know what Kitchissippi would mean, but you could probably tell it a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. So it's, uh, there's still quite a few people that, you know, whether it's you know, almost 11 years ago, or even now, 
to ask us what the name means. So Kitcha is great and Sipi is river. Uh, so the, um, the Algonquin First Nations people um, from many, many moons ago would refer to the Ottawa River as the Kitcha Sipi, which meant the Great River. And uh, the particular sect of the other First Nations uh, people uh, were known as the Kitcha Sipirini, the people of the Great River. And they were predominantly um, located on Morris Island, quite upriver close to Pembroke. Um, so we felt it was a very great, great name to sort of highlight a local brewery without being, you know, national capital, Carlton, Rito, a little too obvious. Um, so there's definitely a good, you know, um, tone to it in terms of it being an interesting name um, and a non, not an obvious name. Now, the negative side is that it's very difficult to spell um, because it's not an English word. So it's very phonetical. So we spell it one way, um, you know, the local uh, Kitchen Lookout in Westboro spells it a different way. Uh, and the city ward spells it a different way. So because it is a... Um, not in the English language, everybody's got their own renditions, but we felt that as we went further up the valley to where, to close to where those people were from, uh, they used the spelling that we use and we felt that was the most authentic, but in the end, uh, however you spell it, it tells a great story of, uh, of a history of a, a wonderful land. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that kind of history. Cause I'm still yeah. learning about Ottawa myself. I mean, I've, I've been, I, I was born here. And there's just, there's so much history. There's so much deep rooted history that just seems to be hidden. And it takes, it takes a purpose to be able to, to dig those up. And it's, it's nice to know that with your business, you've been, you've been taking on that journey to find some of these, uh, some of these local histories that we might not be familiar with. For sure. And that's the thing. Like I, my mom's from Queen Al Quebec. That's from Cornwall. They met legally in the sixties. I'm not from Ottawa originally. We've been here for 20, 19 years. Um, but my, my wife uh, was from Nova Scotia and uh, she always said, you know, Hey, if we're ever going to start our own thing, you know, I'd, I'd love to love to start a brewery and have it be the Keiths of Ottawa. You know, when you're in Nova Scotia, Alexander Keith is part of the local experience. Um, but we wanted, we wanted people to, when you're in Ottawa to also be part of that local experience. And, uh, or, you know, hopefully when you're coming to Ottawa, you go to the parliament buildings, you go to the canal and you have a kitchen to be beer. That's, that's the plan that we're trying to, uh, to work on. And, and I think that every day that goes by, uh, we're a little closer to achieving that goal. And, and if we can tell some little stories on the way, whether it's about, you know, Sunday Monday or Remick Rapids or what the significance of 1855 means, all those kind of things help create a bit of a civic pride along the way. And I think, um, I think we're doing an okay job of that. Well, speaking of 1855, that's what I actually have in hand. <laughs> Very nice, for very for nice. tonight's brew, 1855 Amber Ale. And I noticed that because uh, I got a couple of your cans and it looks like, you, again, with history, it looks like uh, on some of your cans, you kind of uh, label out some of your history as well. For sure. Yeah. So we there's only a couple of cans that don't have a story on the back of the can. Um, I'd say about 95% of the beers do have a story on the back talking about whether it's Ottawa's history or you know, my family's um, history in the valley. Uh, that kind of thing. So, yeah, 1855 is a very simple uh, one where you know, Ottawa was born on January 1st, 1855. So, before that, uh, this land was known as Bytown, um, you know, named after obviously Colonel By. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, you know, on January 1st, 1855, we became the city of Ottawa. And we thought that, you know, if we're going to be, a, you know, a beer and a, and a brewery focusing on some great Ottawa stories, uh, what better than to start it with the story that when the city actually became to be. So, um, there's, there's sometimes people can say, oh, I love your 1847 beer. I love your 1863 beer, whatever. We know what they're trying to say. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's all good, but it's those, those, those miss, um, miss uh, spoken numbers are, are less and less as the days go by, which is great. At least they got the right century. in. 
Exactly. 18 something, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're on exactly. the right, they're on the right track. Yeah, they're, give, they're me, just give me the one. Yeah, give me the one in the brown can. Okay, yeah. cool. We got you. So. <laughs> I like your amber one, the 18. Yeah, the 18 something. Yeah, XX, sure. whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. So they're not they're not too in tune, but at least they like the beer. That's that's all that oh, for sure. Exactly. Best intentions, right? For sure. So and with going with your history a little bit as well, I noticed that um, I don't know if it's changed since then, but it, it seems like you're trying to keep everything as local as possible, even with your distribution. It sounds like you're you're more or less trying to keep in tune with Ottawa and not going too far out. I don't know if that's changed since then. We flirted with that a little bit, you know, in the beginning. Um, there was definitely an inspiration to be, you know, that local beer to have that, you know, when in Rome kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when the only time that really sort of stepped aside was when grocery stores came to be, because if we wanted to be in the Loblaws, you couldn't just say, Hey, I'd like to be in the Ottawa Loblaws. You had to be in all the Loblaws. So mm-hmm. that, that became a bit of a challenge where, um, you know, going, you know, you know, it became a logistic situation. If we're only going down to, you know, Toronto area, um, grocery stores, and not visiting liquor stores, restaurants, things like that. It was very inefficient for us to do that. So we pulled back from that. Um, and yeah, with with the, you know, you alluded to the fact of being at the old brewery um, in the Westboro area at Carling and the Queensway. When we moved to Bell's Corners two years ago and opened, you know, almost, you know, I guess we opened in July 2019. Um, the focus was to heighten that local piece where it would be less of a, you know, brewery that made beer and shipped it to the back door and more, more of a place that people can come in and enjoy the beer on site and, and try and get those stories, get that experience uh, more often. Um, so yeah, it definitely is a, you know, a local piece and a, and a local Ottawa focused thing, definitely Eastern Ontario now more than just Ottawa. Um, we do a lot of deliveries up in the Valley and Kingston, Cornwall, that, that kind of thing. So there's, we're seeing more and more of that um, because people are learning more. People want to experience more, more different, more unique beers. So, but it, you know, a very, very large amount of our product is still Ottawa based and almost every single customer we have has a 613 phone number attached to it. Uh, we've got a couple of customers in Toronto that are used to live here or try their beers or receive that as a gift. So we'll call them up and say, Hey, you know, Paul's heading to Toronto to visit some family or Mike's heading to Toronto to visit some family. Do you want some beer along the way? And we'll just do a little couple of casual deliveries, but uh, nothing, nothing official in terms of major outside of Ottawa distribution. No, that's nice. Just keeping, yeah. keeping it local, keeping it friendly. For sure. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, our, we, I would say we don't make the best beer on the planet, but nobody makes the best beer on the planet. It all depends on what kind of beer you like. And if we can make a nice, clean and consistent product um, and do it in what we call a professional and friendly way, then I think that's a good long-term plan. Like there's no beer geek. There's no, oh my God, you don't know what IBU means. I mean, we never um, treat it as a ostentatious beer mm-hmm. nerd place. It's, it's, hey, come on in. You're not sure what, you know, black IPA means or Cascadian dark ale or whatever the heck, you know, ask, you know, ask away and, and we'll go for it. So, you know, we've got a big massive mural and uh, mural in the uh, tap room um, with lots of different stories on the mural. And we, my plan for that was people sit at the bar, put up the mural and say, Hey, what's, what's that all about? And that you know, creates that interaction with the customer and they can learn about, you know, the beers and the stories that we've been trying to, to tell for almost 11 years now. So. And that's awesome because I think with the the craft beer community now, especially in Ottawa, as it's a very growing community, they want to know that kind of information. So I think that's a smart idea on your part to really express it right out in the open for people to ask questions, get more answers and get involved. Absolutely. I think people are really excited about craft beer and and, and the Ottawa, you know, 10 years ago, we were the only brewery in Ottawa. There was us and, you know, Clock Tower Brew Pub. That was it. 
and um, people people want to learn. So it's you know there's a lot of new breweries coming along, and people make some really great beer. And if if we can help people learn more about beer and learn more about craft beer, that's only going to help our business and help that customer experience and help the industry as a whole. So I think it's a good approach. It is. And when it comes to when it comes to Ottawa, when when you because you keep the distribution as local as possible, is there anything that you do to also give back to the community as well? Yeah, we do a ton of different um, you know events and, and fundraisers and um, you know, community engagement kind of things. Um, we had, our last events have been tough during the COVID times. Mm. Um, this time last year, we had one of our most popular events ever. Um, so Valentine's Day, obviously people are familiar with Valentine's Day. And, and then there's an emerging um, day called Galentine's Day, which is the day before Valentine's Day. You know, for people that you don't have a date or don't have a loved one and, and want to spend time with their their friends. So on Galentine's Day last year, uh, we held a, a bingo night at the brewery. But instead of just being regular bingo, we thought let's have a little Valentine's theme to it and did a sex toy bingo. So it was you know all you know great little healthy um you know, fund the sex toys for and to, to create and promote healthy sexual relationships. And all the fundraising for that night went to the Ottawa Rape Crisis Center. So we were able to have some fun with, hey, let's play bingo. But let's have a little, you know, um, little fun, little, a little, you know, blushing embarrassment. Of, oh, my God, I just want a, you know, can of lube or some <laughs> condoms or, you know, whatever kind of thing. But to have all the money for that night go to the Ottawa Rape, Rape Crisis Center balanced out all the fun we were having to be a responsible member of the community. Um, so that was a great, great night that we did. Just this past weekend, we had a, a new food truck. This guy's trying to get up and going and get his food truck uh, started. And, uh, you know, he wanted to know if he could do a pop-up at the at the brewery to get people to t- test out his food and see what the, what the feedback was like, make sure his menu is on point. So, you know, a new emerging small business that's trying to get up and running, and uh, the feedback was fantastic. So we're doing another pop-up with him um, in, you know, middle of March, and uh, he's looking forward to seeing his truck up and running sometime this summer. So little things like that. And uh, last fall during, you know, between the, the lockdowns, um, we had a, uh, a drag queen show at the brewery, 50 people inside, 90 people outside in the patio at the brewery, um, you know, three or four, we had three drag queens, one drag king, uh, all towards the, um, the what's called Queer Corners, which is the um, gay and lesbian community group in the Bells Corners area in, in West End of Ottawa. And it was just a fun, fun night of dancing and music and drink and community and whether you're gay or straight or, or, you know, or wherever you, you fall in that uh, spectrum. Uh, it was just a really fun night and some good money raised for people that work really hard to, uh, to pull off a really fun event. So for us, it's, you know, that's what it is. Like people always say, what's the best part of your job? And I would say, I get to go to work every day and talk about a delicious product and meet interesting people. It's pretty, it's a pretty sweet gig. So, you know, it's uh, to do some fun events like that and to do some really great community engagement uh, is very, very rewarding for us. That sounds awesome. It's, yeah, it's, it's nice a lot that, of fun. It's nice that you that you're open to as as much of the community that Ottawa has to offer, and 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 really show inclusion as well. That's that that's huge, for sure. And and for us, it's it's one of those things where I'm having a, not that we want to find a reason why not to do it, but there really is no reason why not to do it because we had not. a lot of fun. We had a lot of those, fun at those events, and at the end, we're like, oh yeah, and we actually did you know a small little bit to help out. You know, a unique part of our community and um it was they were they were a blast and it's you know and you know to talk business accounting guy it's it's also good for business and that uh it's a great thing yeah with the uh with your new uh with your new location which is a phenomenal location because you're right right in between the green belt going into canada and coming out into bell's corners uh what what makes it different from the old location 
the old location was on the way to nowhere. So we were, um, you know, a dead end road. Or whatever, but seriously, nobody ever, ever walked by in, in nine years and said, oh, I was stopping walking by and nose through here. I'd like to come in for a beer because it, it just it didn't. Uh, we were at a dead end road of an industrial park surrounded by, you know, auto body shops, which was a great, you know, inexpensive warehouse location to pump beer at the back door. But it wasn't it didn't give us any customer experience opportunity. So, uh, yeah, so we are in Bell's Corners. We are in uh, the old Volkswagen dealership, uh, people known as Bytech Automotive or the Volkswagen dealership in Bell's Corners. And it's a crazy little building. The lot itself that we're on is triangular. So we've got one side that's a transcanada trail, one side that's a creek, and one side that's the road. So our, our lot itself isn't even rectangular. The building uh, has sort of three split levels inside. The old showroom where they would sell the cars is our tap room. So 40 foot tall ceilings, beautiful big mural, nice and bright and clean. And then the outside front where they have all the cars you know, parked up front is our patio space. So we've got about two uh, seating for about 200 out there. Um, and probably the best part about that whole space is it's right beside the Trans Canada Trail. So I always say, if you fall off the Trans Canada Trail, you're gonna land on our patio. So whether it's people hiking, walking, biking in the summer or in the wintertime, snowshoeing, cross country skiing or fat tire biking, uh, we really have um, been able to engage that active lifestyle community because those trails are quite popular. Um, and it's been wonderful for people to come off the trails, have a beer, have a soda that we make it in-house, um, you know, enjoy the food trucks. Um, we've got a free water station. Come on in, fill up your water bottle, you know, borrow the bike, uh, bike the um, bike tools to tune up your bike and pump up your tires and, and off you go. So uh, it's been really, really great for us to engage that whole active lifestyle community. Um, so whether it's coming by bus, car, bike or hike it's been uh, it's been pretty sweet i gotta say when i was I, I was at that location probably months after it was open and a partner that i was seeing at the time she wanted to uh she wanted to go for the ice cream not the beer i'm just like really you want to just do it for the ice okay well let's go <laughs> yeah. but it gave me an opportunity to see the uh the new place and i was i was blown away just the the night and day difference of uh the old location especially oh, because yeah. especially because the when we were looking for it the the first time like six or seven years ago i i was like i don't recognize this spot of ottawa have i been here before for sure for sure and uh it was like a maze to get to it but i mean we, like gps we found it no problem but it was it is, it, it's on the way it's not on the way to anything right and and that's the biggest thing so unless you go to canadian spot. tire True, but that's the thing. Like, if we were if we were even one street over, if we were on Clyde compared to Campbell, it would have been a much different business situation. Because whether you're going to Canadian Tire, whether you're going to um, the rink just down the road, whether you're going to that old ski hill, which is now you know baseball diamonds and that um, tobogganing hill, even just one street over would have been a massive difference for us in business. Um, but just being you know, one street into that industrial park. Uh, was definitely just enough to be hidden away to not be productive. So, yeah, we've got a ton of cars that drive by a park, uh, bus stop literally at the front of our door. Uh, so big, big difference. And, and with the ice cream, the scoop ice cream was was great. It, was, it did well for us, but it took up too much space in that in that store, and it was very uh, seasonal for them. So what instead of instead of them staffing a scooping ice cream um, in the brewery, we now have some ice cream to go. So we have some um, pints of ice cream to go. So instead of doing a scoop. Um, We've got uh, custom ice cream with Carp Custom Creamery. We've got some of their flavors, and then every but every three or four weeks, we do a custom flavor with them. Where we take one of our beers and turn it into an ice cream. So we've got our chocolate uh, strawberry stout ice cream right now. We're doing a grapefruit rather sorbet coming up. So again, trying to connect with the community and connect with other small businesses to cross promote and do some fun things. 
I'm supposed to be on a workout kick right now, and that sounds <laughs> excellent. Exactly. I'm, I'm trying to, to avoid as much sugar as possible, especially now, now of all times. And I know what I'm going to be doing soon is having all those recipes with the ice cream. For sure. And that's, it's all about balance, right? So yeah, go for a good workout and reward yourself with a small little bowl of ice cream and be a good day. It'll be my cheat meal or two. Exactly. Nice. That's a, that sounds great. And recipes are you working on because now that kind of reminds me it, with all these uh ice cream flavors are you working on other new recipes for for beer going forward or do you just kind of keep the same with the same recipes there's definitely some some um some beers that um stay for the long haul and the other beers that come and go um so after almost 10 years um our brewmaster um we, we parted ways with the brewmaster in the fall and had a, had a new brewmaster come in, um, I guess, around November. Um, so German Phil is our new brewmaster. And uh, it's actually his third time working for us. He worked with us as a student. He worked for us as a, a production worker. And then he was off to Germany for three and a half years to become a full-fledged brewmaster. Uh, and now he's back and he's got some really exciting plans for us, some really exciting things to, uh, to bring forward. So... You're going to see uh, you know, a lot more aggressive IPAs and some you know, really nice, tight, clean lagers. So he's got some really fun stuff planned for this year that we're really excited to roll out. So, uh, you know, this this spring alone, um, there's three new IPAs coming along board, two, two of which will be um, you know, quick in and outs and one we'd like to see for the long haul. So we've got some really exciting stuff happening. Well, I hope so for the IPAs. That's my that's definitely my go to. For sure. And, and to be very um, self-aware, I think it's been a weak spot for us. It's uh We've done, you know, some well, um, but we've never gone, you know, truly aggressive with it. So, um, yeah, we've got our, we've got our first uh, double dry hopped IPA coming along. We've got some nice IPA with some South African hops, some really unique ingredients. And then, uh, yeah, we've got another IPA that we'd like to see available full time uh, with a, just a really nice punch uh, going on. So it's, uh, I think it's going to be a fun, a fun spring and a fun summer for us with some new exciting recipes. And keep a lookout for that and, and see you. what... Uh... So we see what you have going on. And one of the other things that I hope to see again, because I know it's a, a seasonal brew. Um, I don't know if you plan on doing it again going forward, but it's the, uh, the Bristol Stout. Yeah, for sure. The Bristol Stout is, is every fall for us. And uh, so we, it's, it, we always toy this idea of, do we bring out a stout full time, right? Because we basically make three different stouts. We make the Corkdown Stout, which is a dry stout. Uh, the Bristol Stout was our first stout years ago, which is our milk stout. Um, and then this is our second year now where we've made our export stout, which is the Three Little Birds, the Caribbean-inspired stout, um, which is just a big bomb. You know, you're eating some jerk chicken, you're eating some big spicy curry, um, and the export Three Little Birds stout can definitely cool off that palate for you. Uh, but the Bristol stout is, is always a fall favorite and, and definitely be back this year for sure. Oh, good. And the reason why I say that is because I'm actually from Bristol. Uh, oh, uh, from Bristol, Quebec. Bristol, Quebec. Like, like Bristol proper or like we're we talking Shawville, Norway Bay? No, Bristol, Bristol proper. You know where the okay. Pine Lodge Golf Course is? Not exactly where the Pine Lodge right is. Aco- right across the street. My parents had their wedding ceremony in that Pine Lodge Resort. Yeah, so I guess I want to. So the whole inspiration behind the Kitchen Sibby side of things is, you know, I grew up in the Toronto area, just east of Toronto in Pickering, Ontario. And mom's from Queen Hall, Quebec. So we would take the, take the, you know, the ferry across for, to, to Queen Hall go farm at the uh, the farm. Uh, my grandfather and my uncle worked at the Bristol Mines. And then there was no shower at the farmhouse, an old, old farmhouse. So we'd take a bar of soap and a towel down to Norway Bay and, and clean off in the river, stop at the pop shop on the way home and, and do it again the next day. And life was fantastic. So 
that's uh that's that's wild that you're from bristol that's fantastic yeah i was as soon as i saw that when i saw the bristol stout i said that that can't be bristol bristol <laughs> that can't that, like For i mean sure. it could be anything but For the, sure. the nearest bristol is is bristol quebec so yeah it could have been exactly bristol uk but yeah so there's a small little cidery there in bristol those, those guys are friends of ours oh is that right so yeah so that, well he, he 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 grew up with my mom he knows my mom oh very nice yeah. I was actually thinking of uh, this whole thing of, of doing some research just opened my mind to, to other things. And I thought, you know what? I should actually reach out to the cider place. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. right there. And I've had their cider, which was like, it was delicious. It's was absolutely actually, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, just knowing that it's local. But the other thing that I appreciated from this place is that they're apple pies because I am very picky with them. My, okay. my my grandmother made the most amazing apple pies and anybody else could not replicate it. But this place has almost hit the mark with it. Wow. They, they, they got it. So anytime I, I can be around and get some pies or the, or any crumbles, I, I go for it. They're so good. Is your grandmother from the Bristol area as well or no? She's from, uh, she was from bright. Well, she lived in Bryson, but mainly she was from the, uh, uh, the Calumet area when the the mines yeah. were open up in on the in Calumet Island. Yeah, for sure. So her, exactly. Her her uh, well, my grandfather used to to work the mines. So so there's some That's history wild. in the family, which is for pretty sure. nice. But there's a, there's some connections there. But it's it's amazing that you actually know the people from uh, from that little uh, apple cider place. That's yeah, awesome. we've been there a couple of times. It's, uh, they're fantastic people. Really wonderful little operation and fantastic product. But yeah, no, I'm I'm a, a Bristol lad, and I've uh, and still have connection there. My mom's still there, and and she's retired, so hopefully she'll make her way back to the city sometime soon. Nice, yeah. It's, growing, going, spending the summers there would be, you know, going to auctions and then playing in euchre parties. It was, you know, that was it, right? So, a lot of euchre parties and a lot of going to you know state auctions and stuff like that. So, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if those euchre parties are still happening because they they were happening when I was there going to the yeah, library. Yeah. I think on the other side where they had the uh, oh I can't remember there was the library and then there was something else next to it. I can't remember what they called it, but uh, I I remember going on certain nights and it was always euchre tournaments there. That's hilarious. That is wild. I wouldn't know how to play euchre. My grandmother tried and no? I failed every. I would. I just. You're from Bristol, Quebec. You don't know play euchre. That's insane, man. <laughs> what can I say? I lived under a rock for so long. I really did. Wow. Like, like I think the only thing I really learned how to do in my backyard was lawn darts. And that's hilarious. That's about it. But euchre, no. My, but wow. my grandma, my grandmother tried. I mean, I learned. I know that there's a bing, like there's a card game called Bingo, and she taught me how to play crazy eights and things like that. But euchre, never, never could pick that up. Wow, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's probably why you, that's probably why you had to leave town because it was you know it was a shame to the family you couldn't couldn't play euchre properly wanted to get you out. So oh, that's that's probably it. But then you probably. know what? It it, it kind of <laughs> blended where everybody was starting to enjoy the casino life, and then that was that's when I right, turned right, right. turned of age to be able to go to the casino. So at least I was able to get there into the into like family games now. Nice. So that's kind of that's our new tradition is to is to go to. Uh, the Riedel Carlton or, or the Hall Casino. Nice. But Euchre, no. Awesome. No, I know Euchre. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I love that there's, uh, as I kept going and I saw Bristol, that just it blew my mind. I'm like, oh, there's a connection. And now knowing about the cider place. <laughs> exactly. 
So if you had to pick a, all the beers that Kitchisippi had to date, what would be your favorite? I think right now the emotional favorite is the Warrior Woman. So Warrior Woman was, was brought out for my wife. Uh, Kelly passed away April 2019. Um, and Kelly in Gaelic means Warrior Woman. Um, so we always knew that there'd be a cool beer name someday when she passed on. Uh, it seemed like the, the right beer and the right time to do. So we launched that beer almost a year ago on March 8th, uh, International Women's Day last year. Um, so it's a war woman for sure. And it's a, you know, if you, if you wanted me to look at, you know, the whole, whole process, um, it's hard to, it's hard to go against, you know, the natural bond, which was our first ever beer. Uh, there definitely is you know, a legacy Coca-Cola classic thing going on there. So, um, but you know, I do, I do definitely drink seasonally. Um, the rathers is not, they're not really my thing. Uh, the winter time, I absolutely love the Wuchek black. Um, so though, so I know it's not a straightforward answer, but. I thought I'd give you a very politically correct, you know, multiple, not, not directly answering the question answer. So. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did see the, uh, the warrior woman one. I, I venture to guess that you might say that one too. And yeah, uh, my, sure. my, my condolences, by the way, and, uh, Thank you very much. quite a bit of, uh, of his, it, it sounded like she was a huge supporter of, of the, uh, of your industry. So. For sure. And Kelly had a lot of influence, like I said, whether it was, you know, the focus on being the keys of Ottawa and that was part of the whole staying Ottawa focused, you know, Kelly designed, you know, the logo and the, and the glass in terms of wanting a glass that, you know, if you had a small hand, whether it was a woman's hand or a smaller person's hand, the glass would feel comfortable holding the bottom. If your hand was bigger, the glass would feel comfortable holding it at the top. So that was Very all nice. Kelly's, that was all Kelly's decision in the beginning. And, and uh, yeah, so definitely, she definitely, her footprint is on the company uh, big time. It's, it's really an honor for us to carry on her legacy. And uh, yeah, just actually as of last week, uh, the beer started rolling out into local LCBO stores. So we're going to be able to tell her story a bit more and, and a bit uh, a bit broader and wider, which is great. So, Well, I'll be sure to uh, pick one of those up. I was looking, I was actually specifically looking for uh, for a warrior woman as well. And uh, of course the locations I go, they don't have it. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it literally, it literally just started last week. So they're still, it's, okay. It's, so it wasn't, yeah, it's, what, it's just a logistical supply chain situation. So it'll start rolling out. So. Well, I'll be sure to, uh, to grab one. And is there any connection? Uh, is there any charitable connections to that as well? Is there any support behind that? Yep. So what we do with that beer is 5% of the proceeds of that beer uh, goes towards uh, different charities focused on the empowerment of women. So there's not a one particular charity. Um, there's some different uh, charities and different groups that come forward. So we wanted to, you know, focus on her being a strong woman and an independent woman um, and, you know, to, and to run with that empowerment piece. <clears throat> so yeah, there's different events and different things that we go along with. We did a, um, an event with the Run Ottawa people to be able to run the race weekend called the Run to Empower. Um, you know, War Women was a sponsor of that as well. So some really great things focused on you know, women empowerment, you know, in the community and throughout onto Ontario as well. So not just focused on Ottawa for that one. Is there anything? Is there anything more you can tell us about the brewery? Anything behind the beer? Actually, I'm kind of interested when I'm looking at the cans now. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting. Uh, pretty interesting artistry behind it is it do you have any uh is there any artists that you go to for for your cans or is this something that you just kind of thought of on your own yeah so we, we that's basically our third sort of branding look uh, in the in the beginning was very um there was no plan in the beginning it was very like a lot of things like a lot of companies early on you make mistakes and you learn as you go um and then sort of um version number two of the of the logo and, and the branding had sort of a you know, historical distressed um, look to it to try and have, because we talked a lot about history. So the, the graphic people at the time decided let's go with something that has a historical 
um, old fashioned look to it. And as much as I thought that was a great approach at the time, when I started looking at it on the shelves, it's, I mean, it looked looked like somebody left a can in the, in the windowsill and it got washed out in the sun for a couple of days. <laughs> and so it just didn't have that bright, clean pop to it. Um, so we, we um, looked out to, to a company, a local company called Character Creative. They're a small little firm in Hinterberg. He's originally from Cornwall. It's a nice little Cornwall connection with my father. And uh, we, the first ever can he did for us was our carrot cake beer, um, which we do every fall. And he's, been, he's done a great job. So he redid our mural. Uh, you know, done the, did the cans, did the cans for our new classic sodas. Uh, so he's done a really, really, really nice job. So I'm happy with the fact that they're clean, they're consistent. Um, our, our K, you know, our Nike swoosh, if you will, is, is more prominent as well in the cans going forward, which is always a big thing for us. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy with the work that Jamie and, and the team at Character Creative have done for us. Um, I think the cans look fantastic. I'm really, really happy with them. They're very, very nice. Like that, I, like with a lot of uh, beer that's out there now, it's all cans that really pop out at you. It's like very sharp, very bold, broad colors. So when I, it wasn't very hard for me to find uh, Kitchissippi on the on the shelves because they were very bold. And I just, I really like the the eighteen fifty five. Even though it's a little bit of a darker color, it really stands sure. out. And uh, and I can't think of the name of the other one. I think I got a the blue one it was a i think it was an india pale ale that i picked up as well as a the green brothers, one brothers, the stony monday that's it that's the one yeah. stony yeah. monday well that would that would also have been a, a perfect beer to have tonight it is monday after all so <laughs> exactly but i wanted to try yeah, the again, amber I, one yeah and stony monday is one of those great you know stories about auto that people have no idea you know existed you know years ago so and really cool Ottawa story and uh very historically significant story to the city and one of those stories we're, we're happy to tell and have a small part in uh creating those little, you know, little little pieces of pride. So, yeah, I think the the Ottawa craft beer industry has come a long, long way since we started, you know, brewing back in, in 2010. And uh, people always say to me, what do you think of all these breweries popping up? And, and I give them an answer that's always shocking to them, which is if there's, brewer- if there's new breweries opening up, I just hope they're making great beer. If they're making great beer, then it's going to help my industry. Because what happens is, is we make it look easy and other breweries make it look easy. So people think, hey, I'll just make, you know, Nick's beer company and I could throw whatever I want in a glass, put a funny name on it and, and off we go. Um, but that hurts our industry because people start trying beers and, and they're not very good. And then people think, well, that craft beer is not good. Therefore all craft beer is not good. So yeah, whether it's us or other breweries coming along, uh, if they're making great beer, it's going to be good for our industry, which will only help our company. And, and we all get to, we all get to enjoy some, some better beer for it. So I think that's a pretty sweet thing. I think we're at the point of no return in Ottawa that people really know their craft beer. Like it, it's, it's already boomed so far that when you look at the community of craft beer, like nobody just stops at one place and calls it their favorite and they only consume Correct. that. Like everybody goes around and, you know, we got, now we have the, uh, the company brew donkey that goes around and you can yeah. visit all the breweries. So it's nice to see that there's more of a support. There's more of a bridge between all the, the, the brewers instead of, any kind of clash like there it's more of like a friendly competition but you know the the more people you bring the more pe- you're bringing more people to to them as well which yeah. i find is is an amazing opportunity for people wanting to start a business if if they can like you said brew good beer but even if they brew not the greatest beer they might not have that support but i don't think it would it would knock down any of the companies that exist now because there's Correct. too much of a following in ottawa at this exactly. point and, and Gatineau pretty much all over the place at this point. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's a, it's a great time to be, you know, being in the industry and being a consumer in the industry. 
Um, some really wonderful people making some good products and, and doing a small part to be a good member of the community. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun right now. A lot of hard work and a lot of craziness with COVID, but a lot of fun and a lot of really delicious beer going on. I'm thinking of even brewing at home because I, I think that would be kind of a fun idea. Just, just something for for part of the podcast as well of, of just my experience of how it all works. So just to get a, get an idea of the other side, like really get into right. it. And if you have, if this is something that you've done before, what would be, uh, I guess, what kind of knowledge can you give me for, for a starter? Cause I, I I've done a little bit of research. I know there's a company nearby that I can have things delivered within a couple of days of all the equipment I need and starter kits. But I mean, I'm sure there's more to it than that. This, this question always gives people always shocked by my answer to this question, but I've never hope I've never ever homebrewed. And the only time I've ever actually brewed was what I called executive brewing, which was last year when my, so my son and I brewed the first batch of Warrior Woman. We threw the grains in, threw the hops in, went for lunch, came back, checked on the beer, and called it a day. That was you know executive brewing for us. So yeah, so I'm I have never homebrewed. And um, you know, I always say I, I'm I get paid, I pay myself good money to uh, get my picture taken and sign the checks and make decisions. Um, <laughs> but yeah, German Phil and Cody and Melissa make some fantastic beers for us. Um, so yeah, so they, they would, you know, I could definitely put you in touch with them in terms of some answers for that. But my, this is where my experience is from, from the other side of the, of the street. So it's, I've worked for Sleeman, I've worked for Pepsi, I've worked for, you know, Schmirnoff, I've worked for Labatt's, uh, worked at the Alexander Keith's Brewery. So my, what I bring to the business is more of that sales marketing and, and branding side of things. And uh, those guys, I, I stay out of their way and they stay out of my way and we meet once a week and make sure we're on the same page. But uh, in terms of homebrewing, I'm the wrong guy, man. Sorry. No, well, that's okay. But, I, but you'd, you'd never guess it, right? You'd think, oh, well, of course he homebrews. He's been in the, in the beer business forever, right? Why wouldn't he? But it's just never been never been my thing. Well, it's usually the history of every other brewer because they'll talk, exactly, about, right? their, they'll talk yeah. about their start. <laughs> I homebrew. My friends said my beer was amazing. I started a brewery. I started a brewery. That, yeah, yeah and, that's... And, yeah. That, that's, and for that, me, that's brewery start 101 right there. It's like I, yeah. I started in my garage, my basement, in my backyard, and then people and the people locally enjoyed it. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to buy this little warehouse and see what happens. Yeah. So I, I was working with an importing company um, who were bringing in some wonderful beers from Germany, Austria, and Belgium. We were selling these beers to restaurants and, and selling some really wonderful wines. And customers were saying, hey, Paul, we like your beers. We like your wines, but we're getting more requests for local product. Do you have anything local in your portfolio? I'm like, well, no, I just got German, Austrian, and Belgian beers in my portfolio back in, you know, 2008, 2009. And started to look around, see if there's any cool Ontario breweries we wanted to represent to add to our portfolio of beers and wines. <clears throat> and decided, you know what? Maybe we just do our own thing. And that's how that's how it got started. So started looking into it and researching it in 2009, got incorporated December 2009 and sold our first keg of beer April 29th, 2010. And then uh, that was that Her so Heritage Brewing was making beer for us. And then eight months later, we bought them out. So, so we bought out Heritage Brewing. They owned the Scotch-Irish brands as well. We bought all those brands out as well. So that's how we got going um, back then. So not the home brewing side, but the, you know, literally realized there was a demand for these products, tried to find these products, and then in the end made that product. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And then again, a different path for sure. And with, uh, with the other local breweries that are around, because I know that some, uh, some other breweries have collaborated with others, whether they're local or it, it could be from somewhere out of town. Have you, mm -hmm. 
have you, or are you looking into ever doing any kind of collaboration with maybe just like a single beer? <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So we've got a couple of collabs coming up. Uh, so German Phil is working. It was a really great project uh, focusing on First Nations in, in the craft beer world called the Red Beer Project. Uh, so we're part of the Red Beer Project and, and we're partnering up with the Orleans Brewing Company on, uh, on doing a red beer with them. And then we're also working with some suppliers. So Charles Farm is a 120 year old uh, brewing supplier company out of England. Um, they are a main hop supplier and they've got some wonderful uh, hops. Uh, so we're doing a big collaboration with them on their Harlequin hop. Uh, so that's our double dry hopped IPA coming up in the end of March. Uh, we're collaborating with uh, our supplier on that to make a really, a really aggressive uh, IPA and, and show off that, uh, that hop. That's a new experience for us. So the brewers are very excited to be working with new ingredients and we're excited to be working on new recipes. So those are two collabs that are coming up in the springtime for sure. And there's definitely more to come on that end. Well, I'm going to be keeping my eye out for that, uh, that double dry hop. Sounds great. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds good. good. It sounds good. Let me, let me be March 31st. That launches March 31st. So, yeah. Perfect. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll ask for that uh, from somebody as a birthday gift then. Cause it's getting nice. close to my birthday at that point. So nice. That's like, good. Hey, just, it was like, <laughs> In case wanted, you wanted to know. Yeah, I was just feel like, yeah, <laughs> here's here's my list. It's mostly beer, specifically this one. I just, I want to try it out. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. I'll keep That's my perfect. I'll keep my eye out for that. And one one thing that I'll look forward to in the uh, in the near future, well, hopefully, fingers crossed, near future is that when we can actually be closer than six feet and actually do things again. It'd be nice to go on a go on a tour of your uh, new facility and. And, and just see and just see what it's like. I, I would love to be able to see it. And doing the tours is something that I've always enjoyed and I really, really miss. I hope to get to uh, to see the new facility and see all the see all the people hard at work. Well, it's mostly cleaning <laughs> for the most part. I always see, but because uh, it seems sure. like it's like ten percent making beer and ninety percent cleaning. Because it seems like the most important part of of brewing any beer is sanitation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, if, you, if the cleaning part's not there, there's no pen, there's no point in opening your tanks up, right? So no, it's uh, it is a massive part of it. And, and uh, yeah, Melissa is an, is a, I guess Melissa been with us for six of the months, and I, I, the, the place has never been cleaner than it is now. She's a machine when it comes to that stuff. Nice. And it's, it's it's a it's a self inflicted obsession, and she loves it, and she's fantastic at it. So it's it's really great. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing it sometime. So if you're, that sounds uh, good. I'll. Uh... I'll let you know in future if I ever go down. So if you're there at the same time, I'll bring. Yeah, that'd uh, be excellent. I'll bring uh, some people that I know that love to go on tours as well, and we can check out the place. That sounds good. I look forward to it. I'm hoping that'll happen sooner than later. That'd be great. I, I really hope so too, and probably grab some of that ice cream beer as well. <laughs> sounds good. Well, I think uh, I think I covered everything that I wanted to know about uh, about you and about about Kitchissippi and it's neat to know that you've explored a lot of avenues before ending at Kitchissippi, which is really nice. And it seems like it's a, it, it seems like it's a almost like heritage for Ottawa at this point. And like you're like your Ottawa's heritage beer really. And, and, you know, going forward, I'm hoping that there's uh it'll, it'll continue that way that it'll follow down the family line. Sounds like your, your son is involved as well. And, yeah, he's, he's actually, he, Alexander's worked at the brewery on and off. He's actually working in the cannabis industry right now. Um, he's, he's really enjoying, I, and I love that he's doing something a little different. You know, my dad was in the banking world and, and my dad was always very supportive for me to do my own thing. And um, I, my message to Alexander has been consistent. Hey, if you want to work at the brewery someday again, uh, we'd love to have you. But if you, know, if you want to uh, you know, do your own thing and, 
maybe, maybe we'll see you back someday. Awesome. But um, he's still very much a part of it, even though he's not there on the, on the payroll, but he's, you know, we talk about it every day and helps with decisions and uh, helps keeping me, helps keeping the brand young and keeping things on point. So it's uh, definitely a family business and, and one that we hope will be around for a long time and, and hope that we can continue to accomplish that goal of being part of that Ottawa experience that, that, that Kelly always wanted. So I think uh, we, if we can keep that going, then it'll be good for the long term. Well, I can definitely see it for the long term. And I mean, if you come up with uh, this kind of amber that I can't get enough of, which is phenomenal amber, by the way, it's probably one of my favorites. It's our best selling beer still after all these years. We, we launched that beer in 2011 as a first birthday present to ourselves. And 855 and Hellhair Water are neck and neck in terms of number one and number two for us. So it's a, it's, it's a distant, it does its job. It's just a nice, easy drinking, delicious beer. So. It's very, it's very nice. I, I, uh, I, I can't get enough of it. That's great. As soon as I sipped it, I was like, oh, okay. I think I just found my, <laughs> my favorite amber because I find, I find some ambers, they're, they're delicious, but this one, this one bites a little bit more that I like. And it's sure. almost like there's a little bit of a, a nuttiness to that bite that I really like. I, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a hint of a little nut brand in there for sure. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I like it. I, I really do. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping to uh, see Kitchissippi in the long run, do more tours, find more beer, eat a lot of ice cream that i shouldn't be eating but that's fine and uh yeah i I look forward to seeing what kitchissippi has to offer in the future more history yep definitely we've got some cool stories and some cool beers coming up and uh yeah we look forward to you know to your continued support and uh, well again we'll hope to see you very soon at the brewery whether it's for ice cream beer but let's focus on the beer first for sure so yes the the beer first ice cream we'll we'll see Exactly. We'll, we'll see, stick in the freezer for later on. So. Yes, yeah, that'll that'll be for you know to bring home after snack kind of thing. Exactly. But beer first, and uh, I know a lot of people who are eager to uh, to do some tours. So I'll have I'll have a crew with me. For next Excellent. Time. I look forward to it. All right, sir. Okay, you take care. Have a good night. You too. Take care. Thanks, man.